0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What I love about this sport is I find that it has so much to do with life lessons. You know, you're having to deal with your peers. You're having to work with another animal. You're having to work with the ups and downs of a competitive show environment. You're having to work with a coach, and you're having to up with scheduling and really care for your animal and it's just so fascinating to be a part of a young person's career, not just a young rider, but to help them kind of develop and see the changes that they go through and I think the horse is a big part of that and their passion for the horse. It gives a rider self-confidence and I think it really has a lot to do with showing them the way.
1: Welcome to the Practical Horseman Podcast featuring conversations with respected riders, industry leaders, and horse care experts. The show is co-hosted by Practical Horseman editors, and our goal is to inform, educate, and inspire. I'm Julia Murphy, and this week's episode is with one of the most successful trainers of young, developing, show jumping talent in the United States, Stacia Klein Madden of Beacon Hill Show Stables. After finishing out her junior years with a win in the 1987 ASPCA McClay Finals, Stacia turned professional and began training out of Beacon Hill in 1988. As a professional rider, she was highly successful in both the hunter and jumper rings before shifting her focus to train students. Over the course of her career, Stacia has coached countless junior riders to success, many of which have come to represent the United States at the highest levels of national and international competition. In this episode, which was adapted from an interview with Stacia from her Practical Horseman On Demand series, you'll hear her talk about her background, her business, and her training philosophy that makes her riders so successful. Before we dive into the podcast with Stasia, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this week's episode, ADM, and share their message. ADM's Forage First Glow Feeds are ultra-premium feeds for your equine partner. Each bag includes Grow Strong Minerals, Butric Acid, Omega Flax, Natural Source Vitamin E, and Inside Track, which is a unique supplement to optimize hindgut health, all of which allows you to feed the best to the one you love the most. Learn more by visiting admequine.com. Now, enjoy the episode with Stacia. To get started, can you tell us about your training philosophy?
0: I would say that my training philosophy has a lot to do with trying to make the riders independent. I really, really want them to have a relationship with their horse. I want them to have a huge understanding with why they're doing certain things. I don't want it to be robotic and just doing what they're told, but I want them to develop feel and compassion for the animal, and I want them to have a real relationship with their partner. So I spend a lot of time not only teaching, but explaining what I'm teaching them so that they have an understanding because As a young rider, a lot of the equitation tests are for the riders to be tested about their knowledge of the horse or the sport inside the ring without the trainer being able to stand beside them and give them instruction. So I think all year long I'm working on gearing the riders towards independent thinking because in all actuality when they're in the ring for that two minutes or two minutes and 30 seconds, they're by themselves. So I don't want them to be dependent on me or my assistants.
1: What do you think makes a good horseman?
0: Oh, I think to be a good horseman, you just have to really put the horse first. And you have to constantly try to strive to change with the times. You know, back when I was riding, there wasn't a such thing as chiropractors and horse masseuses and all the things that we're providing for our horses now. And as new trends come along. Some of them are trendy and some of them are real. And I think it's important to put your time in to figure out what is real and what will help the horse because they're a real athlete and they're a big part of the team so they've got to be treated as such.
1: Do you have a routine for your students before a big show?
0: The biggest routine I have for the students before a big competition is trying to make sure that they're well prepared. I hear a lot about nerves and you know, nerves is really just a lot of adrenaline happening. And I feel like if a rider goes to a competition and feels like they're unbelievably well-prepared, that adrenaline will turn into more of a positive feeling for the rider than a negative feeling. And a lot of times I'll hear the kids say, you know, oh, Beacon Hill trainers must have known the course because we've done all this. And that just makes me feel like we're well-prepared because there's only certain ways, so many ways that you can practice jumping a long to short line, or a bending line, or teaching a rider to jump a Swedish oxer properly. So I feel like if you've done your homework and you've made a rider feel like they're prepared for a competition, they're ultimately gonna feel really confident when they go in the show ring.
1: And how do you help your students through handling those nerves?
0: I think the other thing about nerves to really feel like you have them under control is you've gotta control what you have control over you don't have control over the weather, you don't have control over the judges, you don't have control over the schedule, but you do have control over being on time. You do have control over arriving with all of your equipment, being properly organized. You do have control over knowing your course well in advance so that you don't feel rushed. So we spend a lot of time talking about taking control over the things that you have control over and we practice that all year long. You know, get on the horse and already be fully dressed. Don't be trying to do up your tie or your shirt or put your gloves on or adjust your stirrups when they're calling you eight out. You know, try to have all that stuff organized beforehand because it just makes for a well executed day.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about your background?
0: So I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. And when I was growing up, my best friend, had a farm at the end of the street and I would always go down there and play with all the animals, the rabbits and the pigs and the horses and we would go on trail rides and sleigh rides and pony rides. And my mom one day said, if you're going to hang out around all those farm animals and actually ride horses, maybe you should learn how to properly ride a horse. So she took me to Grandview Stables and I started doing my up-down lessons and I was afraid to canter, so every time it was time to canter, I would go into the center of the ring and stand while the rest of the lesson was taught by Sally Renahan. And then for my birthday, I got a pony. I think they spent $500 to get a pony. It was a buckskin pony. She had three white socks. I named her Three's Company because that was my favorite TV show at the time. And I took off cantering the first day I had the pony. We had an instant connection. And then it turned into local shows and more local shows and then some national shows and moving up to horses. And then I started traveling to different areas of the country to show and it just became a passion.
1: What is your favorite memory from your own junior riding career?
0: So I showed competitively from 11 years old till I was 18 is what we call junior rider. And I think for sure I have thousands of fond memories of, you know, going to the horse shows in a two horse trailer and my mom driving the motor home and all of our friends staying in the hotel rooms and watching our videos on the big video cameras that you would have to schlep around and plug into the TVs to be able to watch. But I think probably my best memory as far as a junior rider myself was showing at Madison Square Gardens and then winning the McClay finals in 1987. And a very memorable moment of that whole week was running into Patrick Swayze in the elevator at Madison Square Gardens because I was a huge fan. And actually between rounds of the McClay finals, I went back to the hotel and watched Dirty Dancing on the pay-per-view.
1: And what was it like to show at Madison Square Garden?
0: The garden was really unique because you were unloading the horses on the street. The show was held on the fifth floor and the stabling was all in like this vendor row area. The schooling area was just two jumps around these uh, big steel cement poles in the middle of the ring. So it was a very unique experience and what was fascinating about it was all the black tie events and the stands being filled. It just, it has unbelievable memories and and the year I was competing and there was just two riders in the final write-off. So it was knowing going in that you were going to be first or second in the finals, which was pretty awesome already. And then being at the gate and watching, knowing exactly what needed to be done to be able to win by being able to go second was also something that you train all year for.
1: When did you start your career with Beacon Hill?
0: Right after I won the McClay finals, I got a job offer to be able to start working for Beacon Hill in November. So I did a deferment in school so that I was able to go to Florida and get the experience of working for a top show stable. And being from Indiana, I'd only lived in the Northeast for that year. So my parents felt strongly that it was just part of the riding education to be able to take the opportunity to be able to work for a stable, knowing that I could go back to school at any time and finish the education if that was something that you know, started to interest me.
1: When did you decide to change your focus to training students?
0: I think it was kind of decided for me. I started out as being a professional rider for Beacon Hill. And I think I did that until probably from 1987 until 1991 or so. And then at that point I took a break and worked for Johnny Barker in North Carolina. And then when I came back to Beacon Hill, I was still riding and showing competitively, but I started becoming a little bit part of the the teaching crew as well. And it just kind of developed that I really had a passion for working with young riders and putting the horses and the riders together. And I'd kind of reached some of the goals that I had for myself as a rider and realized that maybe I didn't have what it took to be an Olympic caliber rider or uh, an international rider. And once I realized that I had a place in the industry, but maybe it didn't necessarily need to be a professional rider, my shift just changed to instructing. And the more I did it, the more I enjoyed it, and the ball just started rolling.
1: What is it about the sport that you love so much?
0: What I love about this sport is I find that it has so much to do with life lessons. You know, you're having to deal with your peers, you're having to work with another animal, you're having to work with the ups and downs of a competitive show environment. You're having to work with a coach and you're having to come up with scheduling and really care for your animal. And it's just so fascinating to be a part of a young person's career, not just a young rider, but to help them kind of develop and see the changes that they go through and I think the horse is a big part of that and their passion for the horse. It gives the rider self-confidence and I think it really has a lot to do with showing them the way.
1: Can you tell us some more about Beacon Hill?
0: So Beacon Hill is primarily hunter jumpers and equitation and I would say that we have all of those types of horses in the barn pretty much at all times. We definitely have a lot of junior riders that when they age out, some of them stick with it and ride as amateurs. Some will go to school and then come back and ride as amateurs. We have a lot of kids that start young, that start with the ponies and see all the way through their junior career. So basically anybody can be part of the team that has passion for the sport and wants to go to the kind of horse shows that we travel to. A lot of times when a customer will interview here, they'll the first question I'll ask them is you know do you know what your goals are and if they want to show and they want to be competitive and they want to be better horsemen then it's usually a good fit because a lot of times they don't even know what kind of shows are gonna be accessible to them until they've been educated.
1: Why are you drawn to bringing junior riders to the top of the sport?
0: I think the biggest reason that I like bringing junior riders up in the sport is I like very much giving a rider a good foundation. And I wanna see where that foundation takes the riders. And right now there is a huge intercollegiate program where the kids are getting great scholarships. So if the kids have the idea of going to school, I want them to have the foundation that when they go to school, their coaches are proud of them. If they decide that they wanna work professionally and they stay in the sport, I want them to have the foundation for that. And if they want to be a professional rider, I want them to feel like they've had really good grassroots foundation to be able to take them wherever they need to go without feeling like they're having to backtrack or undo any bad habits.
1: Can you touch on some of your student success stories?
0: I think as far as our students, we've got many students that have either gone on to be assistants in other barns or gone on to be professional business owners themselves, and some of them might even have stayed riding professionally. I think, to date, probably the most notable riders are Jessica Springsteen was just on our Topi- Tokyo Olympic team and was part of the team's silver medal, and both Jesse and Lucy Delorier were on the Nations Cup team in Aachen, and they won the gold medal for the first time since 2005. And then you've got riders like Brian Gutal and Sydney Schulman who are riding at a very high level competing all over the world and it just is nice to see kids stick to the sport whether they run their own business or whether they ride for our country or whether they're an assistant for somebody or maybe they've started their own business and are a vendor at a horse show. I just love seeing the way different people stick to the sport.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode with Stacia Klein-Madden and a big thank you to the sponsor of this week's episode, ADM. Learn more at admequine.com. You can subscribe to the Practical Horseman podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. While you're there, please rate and review the show. If you want to dive into more from Stacia, you can watch her full Practical Horseman on Demand collection at practicalhorsemanondemand.com. Also, tune into our mini-sode series, The FOD Pod, where you'll hear audio lessons from our favorite Practical Horseman On Demand clips. At Practical Horseman On Demand, you can enjoy hundreds of how-to videos and get insider access to exclusive interviews and lectures, slow-motion demonstrations, and step-by-step tutorials taught by top-level pros in the hunter, jumper, equitation, and eventing disciplines. When you tune into the FOD Pod, listen closely for a promo code for 15% off your Practical Horseman on-demand subscription. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. I'm Julia Murphy, and you've been listening to the Practical Horseman Podcast.